0: Well, good morning and welcome to Stroke TV Foundation show and podcast. This is a spiritual hour. We've got a special guest for you today. And I'm really excited to talk to her. We're gonna get running into it. Deborah Barry is a spiritual guest, a spiritual contributor today. But one to enjoy. I want you to enjoy, we're gonna let the energy flow. Remember, where you focus goes, your energy flows. So let's let's bring Deb let's bring Debra Swayze, my co-host on. Hello, Deborah.
1: Hey, good morning, Aaron. Hi, everybody. This is gonna be a good show today.
0: Yeah, I really hope I don't get confused with two Debras. Hold on. Let me bring this Debra, by the way is a man under she's coming to your life from Australia. She's in
1: actually in Florida.
0: Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. I'm sorry guys. It was up, you? Yeah, I'm sorry. She it has a accent.
2: Hello and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and thank you for having me.
0: Deborah, thank you for being there. Go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Uh,
2: my name is Deborah Berry and I am a brain injury survivor. Um, and I am also a. Um, a visionary, life coach, author, and um, I don't have my list, <laughs> but I um, I help people to um, trans- transcend and um, transform their lives through um, trauma, grief, loss, and um, any challenge that uh, holds you captive to suffering.
0: They're brilliant. How many does that, suppose the way the world is going, but. Your boot camp, your passion is to free people from being trapped in suffering. So, how appropriate it is! Tell us, tell me a little bit. What is spiritual? What does spiritual mean to you?
2: I think what's interesting about spirituality is. Um, it means something different to different people. It could be religious. It could be connecting with um, love and nature. It's um, If you look it up in the dictionary or on Wikipedia, it will tell you connecting with Mother Earth, being kind, um, being compassionate, being a humanitarian. And, um, and it, it's also spiritual related to religion, also how you connect with your higher self. Right from maybe a metaphysical point of view. For me, spirituality is all of that. And it's all about the ability to connect your mind with your heart and connect your mind to your soul and be fully attuned to uh, who you really are um, on a spiritual level.
0: Yeah, great. So, you know, we battle things as a stroke survivor that appear to be physical. For me, since my near death experience, my journey has been that of a spiritual journey. My stroke was a tool God used to make me spiritual, give me awakening. So I'm really excited. I really enjoy these spiritual shows. But I'm curious, do do you have a... You and I have something in common, and I sent you a graphic I made called the Butterfly Graphic. That said, even though out of hard times, there are hard, terribly hard times, a butterfly could teach us something beautiful can come out of hard times. And I sent you. The one butterfly before is a beautiful butterfly. is in a chrysalis or cocoon and it's struggling and toiling and working and going through a hard time and it also pops out a beautiful butterfly. And tell me the best bit about your butterfly program. What, what does that mean to you? Um, the
2: uh, my, uh, the um, mission butterfly is actually. Um, my um, Sacred Migration, and it's got many aspects and meanings to it, but I named it um, when I um, um, sold my home at the end of last year, which would, was a, a goal that I'd had for five years after being um, um, stuck in a chair at home Um and um, isolated for five years, and I um, eventually I knew I'd have to sell my sanctuary to pay for the necessarily necessary surgeries to release my body from being trapped from the metal cage that was wrapped around, or still is wrapped around, my throat and my neck that um, leans on my. Um, um, larynx and so I wake up in the middle of the night choking and stop breathing so anyway I used my vision um, because I wasn't able to create at the time and my goal was to sell my home um, get in a car and travel across the United States which is mission butterfly and have a surgery I I might need several surgeries to release um, and undo the damage they had done in 2015 and mission butterfly has three words it's vision, create and heal. And I had the vision and I have a story about that. And then I create, creation is how I, creating is how I um, deal with suffering and obviously see the healing within that. And it's all part of the, um, brave to core i've got brave to the core um documentary that i'm doing so we have the tiger that represents brave to the core and the butterfly which is mission butterfly and the transformation and we need the courage from the tiger and we need the the beauty the beauty to um help us move through the ugliness
1: wow oh, wow well put. You know what I love about Deborah, guys, is when we talked, you know, a lot of us think that things need to be done today, now. Our healing isn't fast enough. We're not moving as quick as we should. We're comparing to other people. But Deborah talks about being still, being now, and um, focusing on your healing. Because that I took that away from the other day when we talked, when you no. said... Nothing else mattered but my own healing.
2: Yeah, I think I think the hardest thing is that we hear that we need to be patient. Uh, we know that we need to focus on our healing. We know we need to focus on getting out of that dark, the darkness of having a brain injury, the suffering, a stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't really know how to do it. And I, I've spent most of my life and four decades um, working through this. And so I'm not just a survivor. I've really studied and investigated it from a survivor's point of view. And because I found that every turn, you know, the brain injury, I first, well, not my first brain injury, I was um, in my thirties and the nineties, and there was nothing out there. They didn't even know I had a brain injury for four years. And so you know, um, so the the focus is, um, it all sounds good when someone says it, or it may actually not sound good at all. You might go, well, that all sounds good, but I, I you know, I, I don't even want to do it. I don't care to do it. Right. know how to do it. I really don't give a damn. Really, I I'm miserable and I don't want to be here. And. Mm-hmm. That's really that's that's a hard place to be at, and you know I I will admit, even with all the skill abilities that I have, the last five years has been uh, horrendous. Probably one of the toughest challenges of my life, um, even over the death of my son who drowned and died um, three decades ago.
0: What was his name? What was his name?
2: Lee, Lee. He was two, and um, he. Really has been um, the experience was a blessing in many ways um, because in in that tragedy and the death, I was shown and connected to something incredibly beautiful and spiritual and. The thing with spirituality is we can't see it, we can't touch it, we don't know what it is, and it's very hard to say. Well, this just gets spiritual when you're in the hellhole of suffering, you know. So, how yeah. do you find? How do you go from, you know, that dark place? And um, um, and I, I was there again. I was there again. And but you know, Mission Butterfly just kept me focused. I, I
1: just love hearing your story because uh, in my little video description of you, I said this is somebody who's not just survived many things, whether they're emotional and physical, injury, illness, but you're somebody who has been able to learn how to be in that place move forward and now you give back and and that's i mean that's why we're so excited to maybe have you do a monthly show with us or collaborate with us because this is what our our community needs are people like you deborah thank you so much for being here today
2: thank you you know it's 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 um a gift for me too because what is life without purpose and what is life without a mission what is life without having something you're passionate about what what is life if we live in the drudgery of every look out look at our world right now it's having a it's having a major stroke brain injury and everything else and wow. uh, we're actually ahead of the game because we're really focused on healing ourselves and or helping ourselves and then possibly healing ourselves and once you get a taste of that it's addictive you can't help but could because it you touch someone you don't even realize you know and then you find out down the track you know you really helped me that little thing that you said that little tiny seed that you planted I I I just hung on to that and that's knowing how to and that's what I help you to do is get that thought all the thought or an inspirational piece of meditation or an inspirational video and learn how to utilize that as a tool um, use that as a tool um, because really the only person that can do this is for yourself you have to you have to be willing and be accountable for your own healing nobody else is going to do it um, but the hardest thing I think is people don't know how to do it and it, mine's simple I share stories and in each story, I found and understood something, and then I ran with it, and it showed me um, what I needed to know at that time to get to the next milestone.
0: You know, it's amazing how when you're in tune with the flow of energy of the universe, if you mm-hmm. God, is that those tragic hard times, such as stroke, such as dramatic brain injury, can definitely some, some people. Some people just curl up and die. And I'm going to say majority of our yellow yeah, feel free to do that because they do it out or new wheelchair. Yeah. Um but some people get stuck in that rot, the dark mm-hmm. place don't know how to get out. And what I'm hearing from what I understand understanding, you do is help those people get out, about being stuck in that miserable dark place. The the there is not, during suffering, during hard time, there is no period at the end. That's an end of your life. It can be a new beginning, like a butterfly.
2: In indeed, indeed, Aaron, I mean it's it's true. And it's not easy. I mean it's not easy, but there's um there's a reward in it. And I um i find that if i'm true to um, the goals that i set um, and this is for me personally and what i've been shown through visions and dreams that i've had and you know i've had i've been blessed with certain types of experiences and if i if i really listen to them and not fall a uh, prisoner to the um the negative pain in my mind uh, even the physical pain because that's one of the things that don't realise it's more than mind over matter. Um, yeah, it's more than mind over matter. It's um, it, it's how you interact with yourself every day.
1: Can I ask you a question, Deborah? It's like what would be, just for example, someone reaches out to you today and they say, I'm ready. I, I want to be better, or I want to feel better, or I want to move on with my life. I don't want to stay stuck. What would be the first thing that you would address to help them?
2: Um, it, it's interesting that you asked that. Um, I, I came up with this idea about 12 years ago when I wrote my book and I was in a, um, a situation where I only had 15 minutes with each client. And I went, how do you help trauma, grief, and tragedy in 15 minutes? <laughs> Great. <laughs> it was like, what am I going to do yeah. with it, right? And um, so I came up with and it, it took me a couple of weeks to figure it out because I had a program that you could work over the week, but how am I going to inspire them without telling me this frothy story that sounded beautiful? And then as soon as they walked out the door and dealt with their reality, it went flying out of their head. Um, exactly. And 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 this this is this is what I give my clients straight off the bat. The first thing I ask them is um, what is your greatest challenge at the moment and what is your greatest desire? Okay. Wow. What's interesting about that is it's very simple. Mm-hmm. But when you look at your greatest challenge, and we're not saying stroke, we're talking about your own personal struggle and you narrow it down, you might say, well, it could be a number of different things, but you need to break it down to the the biggest and the most prominent thing that's standing in your way. And then what is your greatest desire? Wow. That's a question I ask them, you know. and um, So
1: think about that, guys, before you reach out to her. That's what she's going to ask you.
2: Yeah, it, it's quite revealing. Yeah. If, I've got to say to you, even I use it on a regular basis. If when I'm at, a, if I'm challenged um, and I'm, you know, sometimes you get, I've just had spine surgery and I have surgery and I go home with no medication because I can't take meds. So I'm in pain, like. but I've learned how to separate my body from my, my my soul, I connect to my soul and I disconnect from my body and I've learned how to do that. Plus I use a lot of other physical techniques like hypnosis and meditation and EFT and I've structured and moulded them to my own techniques that work specifically for the combination of challenges that I have. Um, And um, if you go to debavery.tv, I'm I'm building a channel where there is some um, affirmation videos. Now, what's great about those videos are they are very supportive in the moment, but I'm building a program to help you know how to implement them on a regular basis and other techniques so then when you see a beautiful video, it may not even be mine, and you go, oh, my gosh, that's beautiful, and then by the time you turn it off, you're back in your ugly mess that you're in and and you may not even be in that you just might want to um, um, grow even further than where you are um, in your understanding and i'm I'm not about teaching you and telling you what to do I help you to identify your greatness your um, your inner power and connect with your soul so then you are t- independent in your in your healing and your everyday mindset and and also here, you know, emotionally dealing with your grief
1: and loss. Yeah. yeah. And I love what you said, though. Sometimes people can look at a video, like you said, it's beautiful. And then what? Right? What do you do with it? You know, and, and that's, that was kind of something I took away because it's so true. A lot of times people will look at the video, it makes you feel good in the moment, but then they walk away and then what? Whereas some people can walk away and do something with it and build something, you know, and help help them move forward. So that's, that's
2: integrated kind of great. integrated into into your life. It's like if you read a really great quote, you know, I had yeah. a that I know and said, you know, you have these beautiful quotes, but what are, I know what they mean, but what do you do with them? And um, you know, how is that going to help me with my rumination or my memory? And you know, visualization and imagination is very powerful. Um, I learned many years ago how to um, um, rewire my brain. Before I knew of neuroplasticity, I, mm-hmm. I I didn't know what was going on in my head. I mean, that's what happens half the time. We we're just stuck in an emotional um, uh, an emotional spiral, and uh, we've got we don't even think necessarily clearly in our own heads. You know, I don't know if people remember that. Not everybody's like that. The thing with the trouble, the challenge with brain injury and stroke and neurological is there's so many variances that no one technique or coach or counselor or psychologist can help you until they get to know who you are. So why don't you get to know who you are and go through the process and then it is so empowering when you discover things and you went oh, my story and my life and this told me this i help you to reveal that in yourself because once you once you get there um you get to a place in yourself where um, you start becoming more creative, more um, inspired to do more um, innovative things and so you reinvent your life, right, and you're not doing it like let's have a goal where you do this, you do the therapy and then you, you do it all simultaneously together and then you allow within the um, imagination and visualisations, ideas come up. And and then people come up into your life as part of like the law of attraction, if you like. And when, if you're if you're it you is. know a Christian, you might God speaks to you, you know. But you don't hear God if you're you know you won't hear all that if your mind and your body is lost, um, um, you know. So, so what is the importance
1: of being still? Because I hear that a lot. Is that we need to still our minds sometimes to be able to feel and hear and know who we are and what we need. Because if you're constantly jumbled with, you know, well, this doctor said that and this, because a lot of times what I see in this community is doctors will do what doctors do, which most of it is diagnosing and treating, but then they send you on your way when it comes to the, the other side of it that we need
2: i think what's interesting about being still and even meditation and um is like for me for instance i'll just give you this as an example and it's one only one and it's most recent for me to sit and relax into my body and separate myself because you know i before this, I could go into um, um, a dentist surgery and have no injections, and they—I'd open my mouth, they'd up my body, and they could drill and do what they needed to do. Well. Incredible. I'm not able to do, I wasn't able to even go to the dentist. I've lost some of my teeth. It's been quite horrendous because I couldn't relax in my own body and deep breathe
0: because mm-hmm.
2: if I did, then the muscles would relax and the metal would leave on my throat and then I wouldn't. So I had to learn different ways to focus, to centre, to be still and, um, and to be still where I could go to sleep and hopefully not wake up choking um and the reason i say that is there's many different ways to be still um and you know we can meditate do hypnosis but really if you're if you're dealing with a brain injury or a trauma or spasms um pain to even think that you can even be still, when you have it, you're not just dealing with that, you're dealing with anxiety, you're dealing mm-hmm. with
1: anxiety,
2: and the, the more you request of your body to just be still, the more you're going to fight, right? It's a it's a very... So you want to do it naturally. So how do we do it naturally? I do mm-hmm. it through creativity, right? Now, when, when I... After the surgery five years ago, I couldn't use the creativity that I did before because I couldn't hold a pen, I couldn't look down, I couldn't paint, I couldn't sing, I couldn't exercise. Um, So I used my mind to visualise what it was I wanted to see. And so I would look at um, a bowl of um, shells and um, things that I'd gotten from Fiji years ago, and I I was in the desert in Las Vegas, and I would begin to smell the ocean. And so creation and creativity is very broad. There are some people that are, you know, like, say, for instance, you're a caregiver or you've got a loved one that's had a stroke, and, and I've had this with a client and also with friends that I've known. And you're looking at them, and I know because my son was brain dead on life support. I, I know what it's like to look at a body that doesn't look like it's really here, um, or asleep, or when someone's got a brain uh, brain injury. It's like you know they look vacant, or they're mm-hmm. half asleep, like nobody's home, and they are. And we even through um, playing music and playing visual. You're, you're giving them something to not entertain them as much as help them to connect with all their senses, and it's through all our senses yes. that expand and grow because those senses go into chaos because of the nervous system and the brain, right? And they it's like I sometimes smell burning because I've got nerves that are crushed and I smell burning. And um, so... The, the first thing what happens when you have an experience that triggers a fear the body goes into fight and flight right many people are familiar with that yeah what do you do as soon as you recognize you're in fight and flight it go. your body is sort of even for me i know what's going on but initially it gets me by surprise and it's like it's got me for a minute like a you know got me and then yeah. I, I have to then go oh what's my name what's going on like Oh, and then I remember, what do I need to do right now to be kind to myself? You know, what do I need to do to be kind to myself? And I have a list of activities if I'm not mentally right at the time. And that could be a list of whatever it might be, you know, that you know you can do, right, things that you know that you can do. And it could be it could be a number of different things. So they're the sort of things that I help you with, Um to develop independence, to connect with your own self and where you're at at the time.
1: I love this, you know, because as much as I love doctors and, yes, they all have their part, I think what you're doing is something that is be—it's missing. It's the missing link, I think, to healing because I, I just, from listening to you um, and some of the things that we've talked about, I can feel how that could benefit me. And I'm not one. I mean, being a nurse for forty years, I know doctors have their place, but they forget the things that need to help the healing, and that's where you pick up. So if you guys well, out doctors, there, you
0: doctors, well, we are not trained to be spiritual, but mm-hmm. you know, what I love about Deb what she does. She she gives gives us that are stuck in. Whatever, whatever it is, we're stuck in tragedy we're in, but gives us an actual, tangible, here's all you can do. It. Here's here's the method you can use to get so unstuck. And you know, Deborah, you mentioned creativity. And something that, that has bit struck TV to what it is today is that there's a thing then I that I, I picked up that they don't think outside the box. The truth is there is a box. There is nothing that we can't do, and it's triggered but we have that creative mind, that creative creativity that you spoke about. i got me so excited because it is got art. We are sons and daughters of, of the creator of the universe. Guess what? We're creative, and we we do have the ability to step outside our tragedy or outside of our, we can move past So
1: Absolutely, and what and you guys are going to love when you reach out to Deborah is she's not just talking the talk. This woman has gone through a lot of tragedy. She's gone through a lot of the hardship, so she's gotten through it, and now is helping people Uh, you know a lot of times people come on and they they give their um learnings from a book which is okay but I think you are a learner of life my friend
2: (laughs) yeah I know I think I was called I don't think I know I was I was called to do this yeah um you know um I was 23 when my Mm -hmm. son drowned Mm -hmm. I was in my 30s I had a brain injury. And then I find out that I had a head trauma at two. I was put into an orphanage. In three years, I was put in an orphanage. I had fell down a flight of stairs and I got measles and mumps and nearly died on a migration from England to Australia. And I wonder why I'm hyperactive as a child. They think I'm like, um, you know, just a, um, what would you call it, a rebel yeah <laughs> and, um, and I had dyslexia, but no one knew about that in the 70s. And so as soon as I ha- realized you know my abilities and my talents, um, the interesting thing is and I got a brain injury and I had to relearn it all again. And And mm-hmm. I, I went through this like three times, um, like three times and wow. um, but in between all of that, um, you know, I had to learn, I, I learned how to read a book, uh, not read a book, oh well, yeah, read a book and um, uh, but um, after I had the brain injury, um, I was at the crossroads of wanting to live and die and um, and I wasn't thinking about how I was going to do it, I was mentally not here and I just said, God, I'm done and I wasn't just gone, I was, I was at that place and God just turned up and said, write a book. And all the pain that I had kind of disappeared at that time. And I went, how am I going to write a book? I don't know how to write my name. I don't know how to spell a word or hold a pen. And um, and then two weeks later, the psychologist that I was seeing who um, was a assistant professor at a university said, would you write a book with me? Wow. And, and you know, the irony of that. And... Um, and I think what's, what's an interesting point that I wanted to make um, uh, make is that we can't gain back who we were, and we're not supposed to. So I don't use the word recover. We Say, do that
0: recover. One Say that one more time. One Say it again.
2: I don't use the term recover. We cannot gain back who we were.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We, we do, And it's not a bad thing to not, it's not a bad thing not to regain, try and regain back because recovery in the medical and a lot of people, and the word is to regain back. How, you, in some ways you can't and you, you won't. can not it, It's not going to happen. And it's not negative. It's not about the power of the creator. It, I mean, there are things that happen that are way out of our understanding that we may not know for decades or a whole life, we may not know. But when we learn to trust and have faith that there was a reason, because when I was a little girl, I wanted to be three things. When I was seven, someone said, what do you want to be? And I'm not alone. We all grew up like that. You know, what would you like to be when you grow up? Right. And I, I wanted to be either a nurse, a teacher, or I wanted to be this famous singer called Shirley Bassey.
1: Shirley <laughs> which-
2: Bassey. I that sang diamonds yeah. up and golf and gold finger, you know, yeah. I want to be Shirley Bassey. And I left, I left school at 14 years old. My father didn't believe in education for girls. And, um, but I went out into the world and I made my way. Now, interestingly enough, the work I do, my passion and my drive and my calling is to help people. I help to teach them through coaching I do holistic healing and help them to holistically be well. It's not just spiritual on a, on a spiritual level but a practical, the balance between physical and spiritual, mental, emotional, right? And um, singer is part of the expression and the creativity and within our expression it was not necessary to be a famous singer but the way she expressed herself. You know, and I was, I had been told my whole life to shut up, you know, kids to be seen and not heard. And, um, you know, we need to tell our stories and speak up and share it in whatever way we can creatively.
1: Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing point,
0: guys. Can I, something that just amazes me is that, you can go through the hardest, darkest times, and those end up being the tools of God. And here you have been, I, I got to call back to your little, your little girl, and they ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I just noticed that all three of those things are servants. Those serve mm-hmm. people. And what you're doing now is serving people and that is the key is one of the keys of greatness serving and so many times they get introverted look at their own suffering then we forget to look outward who can we help by what we gone through and so many times we we get we get stuck and we get we can't help anybody that's not true you're proof of that so
2: And so are both of you because, you know, I mean, um, I I feel very blessed to have met you both. I mean, you know, the first time this week and um, feel very connected. Um, And I didn't know, you know, how connected we were. You don't know until you enter in and you don't know what's around the corner. Um, You know, we've got some similar passions to do things, so... It, you
1: know, it
0: you we have some visions that are so similar, don't we? This is crazy. Yeah. But it, it's, you, you know, it's making, you, you know, we all three times about the Certified American and the Conference Center and, you know, reason let the imagination go and creativity go. So many times they think, <laughs> I think they said by age nine, the creativity of a child has pretty much not out. And as we are, you know, we are at the place, for me, God has used my tragedy, my stroke, my heart, my brain aneurysm, my time, to make me spiritually aware that there is no box, that there is creativity. In fact, creativity is a key to, to success because you don't box yourself in. But I'm curious what is what is the change that we can expect, change stuff. How can we um how can we use spirituality to end our suffering? Um yeah
2: <coughs> that, that spirit, spirit well there's two aspects of that question. Um The spirituality, and it's very simple, I'm not the first one to say this or know this, I mean, you know, it's it's common knowledge. When we connect to nature, that's part of the creator and the creation, right? And then we have creativity. The biggest challenge is not, we may know that, but how do you implement that, right? How do you integrate that? The thing is, you have been separated from what you once knew of yourself. I mean, you don't see yourself the way you were. People don't see you, don't hear you. And so we have to find a new way to, because you've been disconnected and you need a new way to reconnect with um, um, a, a different essence of life and that's related to your senses, right? So um, hence, you've got your five senses and your sixth sense, right? So when you start working on, and it's easier to, to connect On a spiritual level once you're connected to all the five senses okay now um, if we focus on i remember many times even after i've had visions i mean i had uh, an incredible vision as my son drowned and died and i was told i'd never walk alone in this vision and um you know i had some amazing experiences that saved me from um the misery of of totally losing hope. Um, But there were times where I get back into life and I forget about all of that. You know, we all do that. So how do we get to a point where, and I know we talk about this a little bit, how do we get to that point? And I know we're repeating it, but how do we get to the point where it becomes natural? Where it's natural for us. And the thing is, when we were born and as children as you were saying before about having creativity snuffed out it is natural innately to us as children but because how society is and it's agenda and it's chaos we get um disconnected from our true self um and we and this gives us an opportunity to actually revisit it and um um uh, make an assertive effort to do something, you know, um, miraculous with it. And that sounds pretty big, but, you know, you can, you can do it. And with some of the programs that I started in my book, it's taken me 25 years. And I'm sometimes a bit slow because I'm not consistent.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I'm going to say something about that. We're not always consistent. And you might, regular coaches and regular people Their ideals and goals. Mine are before I was in, you know, traumatized, had the brain injury. I was a publicist and headline and manager for a headline entertainer. A lot of those skills work, but I had to uh, relearn how to do them in a different way. And but that's that's part of the fun, isn't it? Is learning a new new way to do it. And. my what I do is I try and inspire that in you. Right? Try and find that spark, and help you find your spark. And sometimes you've got to try and find that spark every day, you know. And um, and once you get a taste for that, it's it's addictive. It's addictive. Um, so it's um, spirituality is really being. Um, part of you know, the creation and, and, and nature and holistic. We need to be holistic. Um, holistic is really very important because um, in, in loss and grief, we go into denial and we shut down. Medications can shut us down. Right? They have their purpose, but they're not really there to, they're not there to heal and they don't prevent. Oh. They hold oh. you numb to what your body naturally is doing. It's synthetic. Right. And so um, you, you, and you, it, it's not easy. It's trial and error because there's no one answer for one person. But the more stroke people and brain injury people are out there, and more people are using holistic methods, um, and more doctors are getting more open to that, which they are, um, yeah. the closer we get to being. Um, to to find that within ourselves, you know, and that helps us to connect to connect the mind to the soul.
0: You said what's amazing, I got I want to bring something that really resonated with me you just said there but is that uh, we've been disconnected from authentic self to who we are today and there's been a divide and you help us find who we are and I have found the stroke, devastating as it may be, was actually the tool that God used to connect the two, to the authentic me. And I, I I just want there is there's hope for everybody out there, but they end up getting stuck and not getting connected. And I really want to encourage everybody. Thank you so much for bringing the bringing up. Get in tune with who you are, really who you are, authentic you.
2: And there's a point on that. To do that, you have to be honest with yourself. That yeah, means.
1: Right?
2: And, and what's important about that, the important part about being honest with yourself, you know they talk about positive thinking. Positive thinking will not override a negativity. You can't change something you will not acknowledge. It's very important. If you're as wow. miserable as hell and you're depressed, then you're depressed. <sighs> own it and go. I'm depressed, and
1: understand. I what love that.
0: Yeah,
1: that is huge. That's huge because everybody says, you know, just think positive. It'll take you out of it. It'll take you out of it. But Deb, what you're saying is, own it and and go on in spite of it. Exactly. And learn how to visit. The thing with grief,
2: we talked about this the other day, didn't we? Um, When we're dealing with grief and loss, right? See, the biggest fear in the medical world and with family and that, they're trying for you to get depressed because they don't want you to commit suicide. They don't want you to feel that empty place Mm -hmm. where you're so hollow that you wish you weren't here. Look, if you don't want to be here, you don't want to be here. I've had people on suicidal, on their death, all sorts of situations. And I'm I'm not there to tell them what they should and shouldn't do. It's like, how do you feel? What? I don't want to be here. It's like, you don't want to be here. Why do you not want to be here? So you say to yourself, that. you wake up in the morning, you go, I don't want to be here. I want to die,
1: God. I know this is heavy. I want yeah, to it, It's 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 perfect for this community because a lot of stroke people with strokes, brain injuries, they go there, the really dark place and, and suicide is pretty high. It is huge,
2: right? So mm-hmm. when you when when you say to somebody, how do you feel? I, I don't want to be here. To be honest to say I don't want to be here, right? And then and it's like why don't you want to be here? Then you learn to say to yourself, why don't you wanna be here? Like I say to myself, Deb, why don't you want to be here? Why Why is this so hard? It's like, God, why is this hard? What can I do? What can I do? And you might go to sleep crying, but you might wake up in the middle of the night and you get a vision or an insight. And it's like, no, your life isn't over there's hope. Remember? Uh Remember you had this experience the other day or you saw this picture or you had a dream? Remember the questions that we started with? What is your greatest desire? You wake up and you go, that was my greatest challenge, my biggest challenge. What is my greatest desire? I see myself on a cruise ship or I see myself, do you know? And that's where around. That's where we turn the ocean liner around that's incredible.
1: and when you learn how to do that in yourself right wow. oh this is incredible but i told you the other day i want to tell you again we've had some incredible guests i love all our guests but you're the first one and i'm not ashamed to say it, it gives me goosebumps girl when we talk all over and i
2: and you know why this is so special for me and i'll make myself cry
0: I'd be like, why do I feel I like... I
1: I'm already on
2: the verge.
0: Are you Mission,
2: Mission Are you... Butterfly, it, it took me three weeks to travel across the United States. I didn't know how far I could drive before my body would start sh- shutting down where I'd want to choke. You know, I didn't know. But I did a series of treatments that helped me to get strong enough where I could get out of my chair to drive around the block. Then I went from driving around the block to driving across town then across the city then I went out of the city right and then I went okay now I'm going to get on the on the open I'm going to sell my home the place that was my haven that got me through the tragedy and all the money from my whole life because if I relied on the medical and the doctors and the insurance I'd still be in that chair in Vegas and I wouldn't be on my next mission and I, I've just put a I've just put a pending contract on a new property in South Carolina. I'm probably talking too soon. It may fall through. I don't know. That's not okay. negative. You just don't know. Yeah. But the thing is that um, I'm going to go there. It's a six-hour drive. I couldn't even do that. And when I was visualizing Mission Butterfly and the shoes that I hoped I could walk and run in one day. Um, that was what got me where I am and me being able to say what is my greatest challenge and what is my greatest desire and it was I'm not going to suffer like this I will sell my home because there's no point being in a home that is my sanctuary if all I am is stuck in a chair I'm going to give up my home and this is in the middle of the pandemic and I'm going to get in my car not I've got no home to go to I'm just going to get a surgery and, and I say that because we can all, you know, and I had PTSD. I had all sorts of things I was dealing with, but I've just got stronger and stronger and stronger. And um, so this is huge for me. And to share it with you and for you to invite me um, on the show is um, is a blessing and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Oh,
1: we appreciate yes, it. can so wait. See what we can do going forward because this is not the end with the three of us here, just the beginning.
0: It is so great. I, I'm so stoked. This is a perfect time. Deb, I, you have a poem that you want to share with the community. What is that special poem?
1: I, I listen I, to the name of this, guys.
2: I wrote this poem in 2003 and it's part of my book. Um, I wrote a book. Um, I wrote a book 10 years ago and um, put it through my coaching program and then I took it off the market to write the second edition and um, I'm just at the final edits for that now. But anyway, and that book's called Ridiculously Resilient. But the poem, the poem, I hope I'm not speaking too fast. No. No. The poem is called The Now. The Now. The sun gravitates to the ground, slowly sinking into the dirt of the earth. Disappeared has the day into another night. What went forth can never deliver another memory. What went forth can never exist and be relived. The past has no present and the present has no past. Waste not the moment as it slips from dawn to dusk. Waste not the memory as it has no meaning without the now. Now is the essence that lingers in time, lost in the past and not known in the future. Now is real, not a fragment or an illusion. Now is tangible and everlasting in its form. The fleeting sun disappears in seconds, leaving a radiant evidence of vivid colour washed in the clouds. That moment in time when nature's beauty exists and lives, the sun gravitates to the ground, slowly sinking into the dirt of the earth. As the moon meets the sun on the upcoming rise, the evening star presents another magic not to be missed, not to be wasted, yet embraced. The simplicity and magnificence of another experience of now that can never return, never be relived, and never, ever come again.
1: Wow. wow.
0: Wow. wow. I, but that's that is amazing.
1: We need to post that on our group. That is beautiful.
0: Yeah, can we, can you, um, do you have it in a text, sharing amongst the community, your, your poem? That'd be great for good. You, I just, I just want to say thank you. We're, believe it or not, this is how amazing and it's been. We're down the end of the show, really, because Deborah takes the last Deborah. And I take the last five minutes still takeaways. for so Deborah, thank you so much for being here. I just I'm just touched, deeply touched.
1: Thank and stay you. tuned, guys, because we will have a part two, three, four. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely need to have you thank come you. back. Thank you so much, Deborah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thank having you. me.
0: Thank you, Deborah. All right, boy, she what an amazing person.
1: Woo! Yeah. i tell you, she just up and down my spine. I mean,
0: ah, yeah. to
1: speak to someone who has gone where she's gone and all through tragedy, <clears throat> that's mind-blowing. Because, you know, a lot of people will learn how to help people, in, you know, in textbook. I learned how to be a nurse going to school. I didn't learn through, you know, being injured like now you and I are learning to help others through stroke. That's what Deborah did. She's learned all these techniques and these, these little ways to connect with yourself to get you out of that darkness and I cannot wait to see what we do together with her. She is just incredible.
0: Yeah, and I want to encourage everybody out there, if you're watching this video live or on the replay, I put Deborah's, uh website, reach out to her, talk to her. She's for the month of May. For anybody that is part of our community watching this video, imagine, I don't know. But it, she is offering free, a free boot camp. Now, this is no matter cost, fee. Yeah. But, it will you but also,
1: too. let me add, after the boot camp, if you guys want to, if you've reached out to her this month, she's gonna give you an amazing stroke TV discount, which she's not gonna to do to anybody. So make sure when you reach her, tell her you saw the saw her on Stroke TV. And you guys are going to get an incredible get discount going further if after the free boot camp you want to connect with her and work with her.
0: You know, I think part of one of the takeaways I got out of death was, uh, you know, most survivors, and there are many out that I've tried to help, but the ones that were, I cut many out, but the ones that were determined to stay where they're at, they weren't able to say, I had a stroke. I know it's hard to believe, but you know, heard about their particular responsibility and being real with who you are and what you are. And hey, we had a stroke, but either, either break you or meet you. And God, the universe, can actually use stroke for positive things. So look what we're doing, them with our stroke. Yeah, but I I don't feel like like uh, uh I'm the I think anybody can do it. Yeah, but I could do it, you could do it. It takes a decision. Yeah. You have to acknowledge who you are and you have to be real with what you're going through, where you how you feel. Be yeah. real with yourself. Give you a place to grow from.
1: Yeah, and reach out to her, guys. it's freedom. So to go through the boot camp, I mean, and if you know someone, please share this video. This is powerful and this could change somebody's life 100%. Just share this and like we always say at the end of our show, please go to our YouTube channel and just subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Tell them, you know, you, you see you know, a movement that's trying to do good in the world, just ask them to subscribe because that is the biggest need we have right now, guys, is to get those numbers up.
0: Yeah, you'll give I'm knowledge uh, uh a comment from our sister more less true surrender to yourself to be a better to live a better life wow that's powerful. More true that is. And sorry. Melissa
1: is another one that's going to be hopefully doing a show with us. And if you guys haven't seen her show, guys, go back and watch it on Wednesday, talking powerful, or Monday. Hers was Monday. Monday's show, incredible, guys.
0: And we also have Gail Chambers out there, which is giving us hearts and love and love and. Thank you, Gail. Hi, Gail. Well, the gear Chambers, believe it or not, she's not a stroke survivor, but she's Sunday and went to school with them in high school. So good. Thank you well, for thank me.
1: you for being here. Absolutely. Just share our content if you find Thanks. value and we would appreciate it.
0: And Stephen Albright is out there, which is a very, he's always on every show, and we appreciate that. Yes, yeah, Stephen, thank you, you so thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, there's more to life than what you see the gray eyes. Since so the spirits are, you am going to take the last minute to just say, don't think and there was a period after your stroke. Mm-hmm. This is not the end of your life. This can be the beginning. It can be a springboard, some oh, other part of you that that can reconnect with the person that was lost, and that's the spiritual authentic use. I want to encourage you to reject the deba and and really become true to who you are. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'd love to hear feedback on once you guys connect with her, what your thoughts are, because she's, she's quite incredible. And her story is just, you're just scratching the surface on who she is. And we definitely will have her back. But let me finish uh, off, guys, by telling you tomorrow, please join us. It is a launch. Erin won't be here. It'll just be yours truly with my well, new show
0: producer come well,
1: on well he's gonna produce of course let's give him a little just, credit
0: just, here
1: <laughs> i can't produce aaron can produce but no. he won't be on camera so it's gonna be I'm, not
0: into, I'm nothing to you huh i'm nothing to you i'm just a producer
1: That's it, just a producer. Oh, come on, you're like my best friend now. But um, it's all about care warriors, you know, those people that are the wind beneath our wings. And the launch tomorrow is going to be with an amazing good friend of mine I've known for quite a few years. Her son um, had a stroke in utero when she was seven months pregnant and born with cerebral palsy. And she was his caregiver for 30 years. He passed away two years ago at the age of 30. And you're going to hear the story of how for five years she kept waiting for that shoe to drop because they told her he'd never lived past five. And then um, she tells the story of how she's learned more from him in those 30 years than she thinks she taught him. And what she's doing now to honor his memory with a non-for-profit called uh, Ready Wheels, which supplies um, transportation to veterans and disabled that cannot get to a doctor's appointment, therapy, or what have you. We will be helping her collaborating. But you guys, tomorrow's show, I promise you, you better bring not just a Kleenex, but a box of Kleenex because Joe Brady's story from his mama's mouth, Melissa, will bring you to your, to your knees.
0: Yeah, so just to be sure you guys know what Deborah's I want to make sure that's real clear because I want you to many on the t- I need you guys tomorrow. 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Star TV YouTube channel. It's going to be the mm-hmm. debut of Deborah's new show called Care Warriors. Mm-hmm. Not caregivers, Care Warriors. Because like me believes that caregivers doesn't do justice. They're care warriors. So tomorrow morning and I a.m.
1: Yep. And then Monday, guys, we have an incredible show with uh her name is Brisa, and she oh, she I- has overcome being she had locked-in syndrome and her amazing fiance is going to be on with us, who's very spiritual too. And they're going to talk to you about her story of survival, but also what they are doing to help support and, and bring awareness to the community of stroke and survivors in general. And uh, her movement started with a pinky move. So she calls her movement pinky moves because that was the first thing when she had locked in syndrome that she was able to move was a pinky. So incredible stories coming to you guys. So please if you can bring your friends in tomorrow, those that have you all in our group, if you could please bring your care warriors. Let them hear that we are honoring them. Maybe one of them wants to jump up and tell their story next month. You know, we're going to start with doing this once a month. If you guys like it, if it takes off, we're going to go ahead and dedicate more time to those care warriors because we want to hear their side of it too because they, like us, are dealing with this stroke or brain injury, heart attack. Whatever it is, it affects them as well.
0: Well, great show, Deb. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Me too. Me too. And <laughs> I will
1: see you in two hours. We have a meeting with an amazing young woman we may be collaborating with, guys.
0: Oh, wait, you guys said this. We got a big one coming.
1: Yeah. There's so. a
0: lot of big stuff. Well, maybe yeah, we'll do it a impromptu or something. We well, should.
1: we'll do that tonight after we talk to her. And we talked to the other person. I would love a, to bring this to the community. This
0: is super, super big news. We're talking about yeah. drop names. But yeah. the US Senate, potentially, U.S. Senator Miss Ohio's. Uh, drop yeah. names. I'm just saying there's some big stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah. But, and I, hey, Deb, have a great day. I love you, Cynthia. I'll you too.
1: You. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thank you for coming. Share, share, and go subscribe. Bye.